be the, the one of the best days of your life today. Speak it, believe it, receive it. And I want to encourage you today in the word. So let's get into the Bible. We're going to start in Hebrews 11. One, join me there. We're going to talk about our friend Noah. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you haven't heard from him, but you've heard of him. I hope you haven't heard from him. That'd be a little weird, but um, we're going to talk about Noah today and we're going to definitely get something out of this. I have a good um, couple notes that I've taken from studying out of this this particular devotional we're going to do today. But as always, be sure to subscribe on the page. Thank you for joining me. Whether you're watching later, you're watching live, uh, it's always a pleasure to be with you and study the Bible with you in the morning. Good morning to everybody that's on, but share the post. Appreciate everybody that shares, everybody that supports as well. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you helping fund what we do. You know, it's just good to know that I'm not the only one that believes in it. You know, I, I appreciate everybody that watches live in the morning and gets something out of it and people that give back and, and show their support and help do what we do. I mean, I, I'll, I'll take some photos uh, maybe today if I remember when the broadcast is done to show you what the kind of behind the scenes of the studio and what it looks like. But thank you for everybody that supports and believes in what we're doing. I really appreciate you and everything that you do. Uh, you're amazing. And uh, God sees it as well, and he'll bless the seed sown. You know, it's not just forsaken and given away and there's no return on it. There is a return on seed given to further the gospel, and that's exactly what we're doing. So join me now as we read out of Hebrews chapter 11. We'll read our foundational scriptures, and then we're going to get right into uh, talking about Noah which is in the sixth or seventh verse of the seventh verse of Hebrews 11. And we're going through the hall of fame, all of the um, mighty men and women of God that have pleased God or stood out so much to God that he memorialized them in the Bible and how, what they did in their past or in their life uh, affects me and you, how, how what they did can have an impact on me and your life. Uh, so let's talk about that a little more. We've talked about Enoch. We've talked about Cain and Abel. We've talked about um, God and how he formed the universe. All of those are amazing things. Um, and uh, if you haven't listened, go back and listen to some of those. They're really good um, devotional. So Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony, which we're about to read through some of the elders that they're referring to. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So the things that we see in our everyday life uh, are formed from the invisible world that we have around us. And to back that up, let's go to 2 Corinthians, the book of 2 Corinthians, just a few books back. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though... Let me encourage you. I feel like it's hard today to not lose heart in what's going on around us. You know, I'm seeing I'm seeing articles and videos and news that come that's coming out about food and um, factories and distribution plants uh, having fires and it's 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 almost like a epidemic of these things going having problems and food prices are going higher. Um, you know, the administrations can say that the gas prices are lower, but when they're tripled and you've taken a third off of them, it really hasn't made an impact because they're still doubled of what, or, you know, uh, more than doubled what they were before. So when Paul says this, therefore we do not lose heart. He doesn't say that lightly. He understands that there's things that he, he's saying that in the context that he knows 
there's things around you that will cause you to lose heart. And so I want to encourage you today. Don't lose heart. We do not lose heart. And you need to make that part of your confessions. You know, find yourself a notepad or find yourself a note section in your Apple phone. Or if you have an Android, I don't know if Androids can even make notes on them. I don't even know if can Androids, Androids take pictures and make phone calls. I don't even know. But find yourself on, on your phone or on some sort of device or on a piece of paper. Write out confessions for yourself. You know, I've, I've had them up here. Um, I've had them available for you. You can go back to previous episodes and devotionals and see what devotion, uh, what uh, confessions we speak and what we say over our life. Uh, powerful things, but your, you, your life will follow your confession. And if you are finding yourself losing heart, if you find that you, you are losing heart and what do I mean by that? Um, well, let's see what the amplified, it has a different translation of it. Um, I happen to have it open to that. Let's see. Verse 16, therefore, now, oh, this is, this is good. We do not become disappointed, discouraged, spiritless, or afraid. So don't, if you find yourself becoming discouraged or afraid, I want to encourage you to start to, uh, begin to find yourself in the, in, in saying things differently than you've said. You, you will absolutely find that your life, your attitude, your Everything follows your words and, uh, we've got a habit in our household. You know, we've got four amazing dogs in our household and, and you can see that I'm being sarcastic about that. And that's why, because I don't believe that yet. And my daughter, there's a lot of things we confess as a family on a regular basis. We speak over uh, our, we speak over our health. We speak over my wife and I speak over our marriage. We speak over our daughter. We speak into our daughter uh, things, but we also speak over her things that we want. And we speak into her things that she'll want and and grow to be. And we speak over our finances. We speak over our businesses. We speak over, you name it. You, we speak over it. If we want to see something a certain way. And if you find yourself being discouraged, uh, you, you've got to find what your work, you got to take some time and put some conscious effort into thinking about what words are being spoken. And, uh, my daughter comes brought up my dogs. My daughter constantly reminds me because I'll, I'll, I'll say something about the dogs, you know, and they do this or they do that. And she'll say, daddy, you know, they're not dumb dogs. They're not idiots They're And, and I'll say, you're right. They're not idiots. My dogs are obedient. My dogs listen. My dogs do what they're told. And I've got a form of belief, even though I don't yet. And I'm not confessing that to you as, as what I'm believing for. I'm believing that I'm going to believe that my dogs are obedient. I'm, I'm speaking that as we go and as days and days go by. And so you can begin to change your discouragement. You can begin to change your disappointment in life around you on everyday basis. And the situation never change. Think about that. This may be all we talk about this morning. I've got some great things on Noah, but this may be all we talk about this morning. I don't think it will be, but you can change your discouragement and the level of disappointment or uh, for what were some of the words that were found in the Amplified here? You, if you find yourself discouraged, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid, these are not fruits of the Spirit, by the way. I don't know if you are aware of that or not. Those are not fruits of the Spirit, meaning uh, in, in charge of your emotions. You're discouraged. You're spiritless. If you find yourself in that area, 
begin to examine, physically stand back and go, what am I saying regularly that's producing this type of attitude or the spirit? Because you can begin to change the discouragement, the spiritlessness, the disappointment, being afraid without the circumstances changing. Let me say that again. You can change your discouragement, being disappointed. You can change from being afraid, uh, being spiritless, and none of the uh, none of the uh, circumstances. Excuse me, none of the circumstances around you change at all. And you deepward, inwardly, within yourself, when no one no one's around to know, you d- sincerely inside of you are encouraged. You're you're you, you are. Um, ready to uh, to take on the next day. You're encouraged by the things of God. You feel strong in, in your heart and you're happy and joyful in your spirit. And it's not, a, it's not a put on. It's not fake. You genuinely are full of joy. You genuinely, what a, what a word, genuine. What a word, being genuine as a Christian. When we've heard, if you've been a Christian for any longer than, oh, uh, eight minutes, You've heard people say, well, you, you know, just fake it, just fake it. Well, why can't it be real? Why can't I really be happy? Why can't I really be full of joy? Why can't I really have money? Why can't I really be healthy? Why does it have to be fake all the time? Let me tell you something. When you get a hold of these things, when you get a hold of the principles of the word of God, the faith that comes with it, yeah, you're going to be faced with discouragement, but it won't, la- it won't be lingering discouragement. There'll be things that come up and there'll be things that you encounter, but you don't stay in that, uh, you don't stay in that vicinity. You don't stay in that area for a long time. You encounter it and you deal with it and nobody knows about it. That's the thing that comes about it is nobody even knows a lot of the time that you deal with that stuff. It just, it comes about, it comes in your life and you hit it head on. We talked about uh, in another devotional, taking your thoughts captive captivating those thoughts you begin to do that quickly and efficiently and you don't procrastinate and you don't wait and you don't let things linger you don't let things uh you immediately deal with these things and all of a sudden now you you start to see it's not because of anything that you're doing other than you speaking the word over your life i am a winner god has caused me to win i'm the head only i don't go beneath i'm i'm not the tail i'm not behind my bills are constantly being paid and with money that is constantly coming in. You begin to say these things on a regular basis. What you'll see happen is you start to believe that. And these things will, that those words that my pastors said, my pastors told us words are a capsule that, that have uh, materials, things inside of it. It's a little like a pill capsule. It carries substance inside of it. Your words do that. And so as you begin to speak those words, not only do you start to believe these things inside of you, which is the root of the thing actually being produced in your life. Now, as those words begin to go forward and you begin to believe those words that are being spoken, they start to produce for you a harvest. They start to produce for you, better yet, actual genuine results. Say that out loud wherever you are. Actual genuine results. It's not just about believing something's getting better, not just about believing only and not seeing the results. It's actual, genuine results that you begin to see in your life because your words contain power. Your words have substance to them. 
uh, James, the book of James talks about the power of your words are in, in, are identical to a captain of a boat who uses his words to steer the, a mighty vessel when he speaks and that mighty vessel being symbolic to words as well. When that little rudder on that huge ship moves left to right, that entire vessel moves with that little thing. That's the power of your words on a regular basis. When you begin to speak continually, the things I, I, I feel it pressed on me this morning to encourage you about this. I don't think we're going to get to Noah this morning. Um, but we will on Monday, Monday morning, we're going to get right back into this, uh, talking about Noah, how we can benefit from Noah's life. But I think this is more important. That's what these devotionals are about where we've got our foundational scriptures and, and things are coming out of these. I didn't plan on talking about any of this stuff, but we, therefore we do not lose heart. We don't lose heart. We refuse to lose heart. And when you feel yourself beginning to lose heart, when you feel yourself beginning to stray off the path of vibrant, violent, uh, ambitious uh, tenacity to receive what you are believing for and you feel yourself start to stray off that path, it's, it's time to take a stand and begin to use the weapons of our warfare, which is, which is, uh, what we've read through second Corinthians 10, what we've been reading in Ephesians chapter six, uh, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds hold you strongly in a place. I know I'm preaching to you this morning. This is a devotional, but we've read our scriptures. We've got our foundational scriptures this morning that are helping us. And I just feel that there's some people that need encouragement. I feel there's some people that on this Friday morning on a, on a wonderful day, you've, you've concluded a week you've labored through. And I know we've got to finish out today. I've got to, I work today and I've got things I've got to do and uh, all that fun stuff, but we've conquered a week. You've gone through from a Sunday down to a Friday. We're going back to Saturday, having a, having a day off to relax a little bit. Maybe you're going to put some work in, and then Sunday we can go to the house of God. We can be excited about going to the house. See, this is how you, you should feel genuinely. Not fabricated, not made up, not pretending so that you can seem like you're a faith person or so you can seem like a good person. No, it's time to be genuine. It's time to have genuine results. Actual genuine results. Man, That I want to get a shirt that says that. Maybe I'll have one made. If you guys believe with me that the money comes in, we'll get some shirts going out and then we'll start selling them. You know, maybe I'll do so. I'll run a promotion or something. If you, if you give something, we'll get a shirt made, but let me think about it a little bit, but I want to, I want to get some shirts made that say actual genuine results. Cause I'm sick of this attitude. Like I'm, you know, one day, you know, not that you say that because nobody would say that who knows what you'll look like if you say that, but that feeling of, one day things are going to be one day at some point, who knows what's going to happen. Listen, it's, it's genuine, actual. Now remember what Jesus's prayer was. His prayer was that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, not just uh, in, in heaven that we can have the benefits when we get to heaven or that we can eventually see it. No, today, here and now, I'm not waiting. I'll give you a good analogy of this. So I've got, I wear contacts. You've seen me on the show before I wear glasses. I've had contacts and glasses. I've had, I've had, I've worn glasses 
since I was in um, fifth, fourth or fifth grade. I've worn contacts since I was in sixth grade. And fourth grade is when I started wearing glasses because I played football. And I remember I had to have these nerdy strap glasses that I wore that I thought were cool. uh, That had like this rubber strap on them. And I thought they were cool when I first got them. So I wore them to school and got just got barraged. I mean, I was obliterated for wearing those to school. So I learned those are really just for football when you're wearing your helmet so that your, gla- your glasses stay on. But then eventually I got contacts. Here's my point. I, I was told my whole life from the time I was, what, how old are you in fourth and fifth grade? 10, 11, uh, you know, into sixth grade, 11, 12. I was told, wait to get LASIK surgery on your eyes. You know, wait because your eyes change. They keep changing. 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 And as I got older, I was like, when do you get LASIK surgery? Like, at what point do you just do it? And the doctor said, well, wait, wait, wait. Then finally, I met this doctor. I don't even remember. You know where it was? It was at a, a Warby Parker. And I was look, looking at glasses. Long story short, she's sitting with me and she's, look, she's like, how long have you worn glasses? You see her eyes have formed to contacts. And that, that happens over time as you wear glasses and you wear contacts. Your eyes begin to take a shape on and all these different things, which that's a message in itself. That could, that could preach. I just feel preachy this morning like I could preach right now. But she says, your eyes have formed those. She said, have you considered LASIK surgery? I said, I've heard of it and I have considered it, but I aren't, am Aren't I too young? I don't know if that's proper English. Jeremy, uh, uh, Jared, don't get me about this. Uh, but aren't I too young or am I too young? Beest thou too young to get uh, LASIK surgery? And she said, too young. What She said, you get LASIK surgery when you're 10 years old. And I, I looked at her like, like this was new revelation. Like I didn't, I didn't know Google existed or I didn't know Ask Jeeves existed or Bing existed. And I said, what do you mean? She's like, you can get lazy. Anybody can get LASIK surgery. I said, but I've been told my whole life that if you get LASIK surgery too young, your eyes will change. You may have to get it again. She said, right. And then I thought for a second, I went, wow, I've never thought of it that way. She's like, the purpose of LASIK surgery is so you don't have to wear glasses and, and contacts. I was like, right. She's like, if you continue to pay for some for glasses and contacts you probably in the time that you pay for all that stuff pay for the next lasik surgery that you could have had it's so it's, if it's not about the money and you just it's an inconvenience because that's really what it is it's inconvenient to have contacts it's inconvenient to have glasses it's inconvenient you don't want to carry the extra stuff with you she says why don't you just get it and enjoy life without it listen now i didn't tell you that just to talk about glasses and contacts Enjoy life now. There's not a time coming that you'll enjoy better. You're existing in the exact moment that 10 years ago you thought would be the future you. You're in it right now. 10 years from now, you'll be sitting and it'll feel just like it does now. It'll just be a different, it'll be 10 years from now. So enjoy life. It's time for genuine, actual uh, glasses. Jesus, help me. It's time for genuine, actual results in your life. Time for genuine, actual results. Stop waiting. Stop pretending. Stop faking it. It's time to get real. It's time, and it's time for you to stay on the things of God. It's time for you to stay hooked on the on the Word and keep the Word in in your mouth and uh, continue in the things that 
pretending are pretending to not be yours. It, it, it's, it's, those are the hypocrites. You're not the hypocrite. Those things are the hypocrites. The, the actual results, the things that are not the way you want them to be, that's what's lying to you because the word says, 2 Corinthians 2.14 tells us we will always triumph. Not a couple times, not every once in a while. We will always have victory in our God if we keep God on our side. We'll always have victory. We'll always remain at the top, the head only, not beneath, not the tail. Above only, not beneath. I'm not being squished under anything. I don't care if hard times come to me. I'll over, I'll come over those hard times because the word of my testimony, the words that come out of my mouth have been living and breathing before the thing came to me. Before that thing produced bad results in my life, my words have been working and I just overcome that thing and I move on to the next and like it was never there. My attitude doesn't have to be affected. My emotions don't have to be affected. I don't have to be discouraged, disheartened, disappointed, all the disses. I don't have to be any of those. I can be encouraged. I can be strengthened. I can be appointed, not disappointed. I can be appointed. I can be ready and ready and and charged up in every area of my life on a regular basis, legitimately not faking it not faking it. Write that down. Actual, genuine results. Mark this day down. February 3rd, 2023. I will be I will have genuine results. I will see genuine activity of of the benefits of being in a relationship with my God in my life regularly. I won't wait. I'm not going to wait till it comes. I'm not going to be excited when it comes, and I'm not going to fake it either. I'm I'm done faking it. There's nothing fake about anything that happened in this word. You don't see or any, hear anything about faking it until they make it. You have a lot of results and activity of things that actually happened and things and people that had actual results on an actual regular basis and they encountered hard things, but yet through that, Paul said, "We do not lose heart even though our outward man is perishing, our inward man is being renewed day by day." I'll end with this. Day by day, you have to renew this man. It's going to be an everyday challenge. Every day, you have to continue to renew, 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 or you will be discouraged. You will feel disappointed. You will lose heart, as Paul said. You will begin to feel the effects of what's going on around you, and it will begin to dictate your life to you. If you don't renew yourself day by day by day, and that doesn't mean you're in sin. That doesn't mean you're repenting from old ways. You can do that. That can be included in that, but renewing yourself day by day, the inward man is being renewed day by day. How do you do that? You keep these things in front of you. Our light affliction is, but for a moment He's working for us a far more exceeding. He's Paul's preaching to you here. You could just read this. One thing you can do every day is you can read the first chapter of Ephesians or a few cha- few verses of, of the first book of Ephesians, a first chapter of Ephesians every day. Those are powerful prayers. That's a powerful prayer that Paul is uh, making available to you that you can speak over yourself. And don't give in. If you don't see your emotions and your disappointment, your aggravation starting to change, don't give in. You continue to pour this in. Don't lighten up on this side of things. No, lighten up on other things. If you got to ditch the TV, if you got to put off Facebook or Instagram for a little, like like take a little hiatus from this stuff. Take a little uh, 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 escape. It's called a fast. Remember the weapons of our warfare. If you didn't listen to that one, go back a couple weeks and listen to the weapons of our warfare devotional. We go through some powerful fasting and prayer. 
I mean, being obedient to God, the words that you speak, these will all begin to influence your emotions, your feelings, your, uh, your processing center within your brain. I mean, these are the things Paul's preaching to you here. Don't lose heart, friend. Don't be discouraged. Don't be in disappointment. And if it hasn't changed yet inside of you, keep pouring the word in. Keep giving. It's like you're trying to fill up a couple with water and the the water's moving really slow. So you give up and you're like, ah, it'll never get full. Well, it definitely won't get full. It may be taking a long time, but it definitely won't get full if you stop pouring the water into the cup. Like we've got this, this fancy fridge that has this beverage center. When you open it up, it's got like two doors. So the main doors to the fridge, there's big doors for that. And then on one of the doors, there's one of these littler doors, or littler, me with all these, all the grammar uh, professionalism today, but the smaller door on the front of the big door opens. And then there's like a water container in there and there's a water spigot in there and some things. Well, though, when you pull that water bucket out, you pour water in, it takes 30, 30 seconds, takes five seconds, you got a whole cup of water. But if you put your water under the little spot, a faucet, and that thing takes a minute to fill your cup up. And it's like, come on. But if, but, but if that thing's not full, that, you know, the pitcher's not full, I got to fill my cup up with that little faucet. And it, if I'm, if I keep moving my cup out, my cup will never get full. It'll take forever to get full. It'll just never happen. So, don't give up on the word of God because you're disappointed, you're discouraged. Keep push through that discouragement. Not to other forget what other people think or what you I don't care. Be discouraged around other people. If you're really discouraged, who cares what people think about you? Fix it. If you're disappointed, fix it. Find the problem. Well, you found that. You know what the problem is. Dig into the word. And I'm sorry if this is like a rant. I know this is like a rant, but I'm more preaching to you and encouraging you to stay in the word. Keep that thing in front of your eyes and you'll see that discouragement begin to change. You'll begin to see that. It's not that you'll never get discouraged, but you'll come back. You'll begin to get over discouragement and disappointment faster with more of this inside of you. Stay on these devotionals. Listen to these daily and you'll begin to see your life uh, begin to start to change in a direction better. And then you'll have genuine, actual results. Man, so good. Say that with me one more time. Actual, genuine results. That's the life that you want with God. Actual, genuine. You're you're actually going to go to heaven. You're actually going to see him. Why not actually experience what he's promised you in your life? Amen.